0: Hi everyone, I'm Lindsay and I'm Kelsey and you're listening to Hobbits at Heart it's so good to be here recording with you again Lindsay on zoom of course um yeah I just love doing this with you I know it's
1: always so fun and something to look forward to oh I agree well how's it going how's your day what's going on my day has been good uh you know just another Sunday so enjoyed you know Sunday things but um I told you I wanted to talk to you about something, Kelsey, that I've been saving. I'm on edge, on the edge of my seat. (laughs) It's really not that big of a deal, but I just thought it would be funny because on your personal podcast that you had before, Kelsey's Uh Kitchen, which we've talked, we've mentioned before, um, you had challenged yourself and you had talked about online dating. Oh my gosh. Apps. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Kelsey. I went on two dating apps for like one and a half days. (laughs) And I hated it. (laughs) It was so horrible. And I was like,
0: Kelsey will understand. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Lindsay. Okay. Okay. There's so much to cover. Hold on. (laughs) First of all, proud of you. Second of all, aren't they just the worst? Yes. Oh my gosh. Especially there's like a different level of weirdness during a pandemic because in the beginning of the pandemic, maybe like July, I decided to go on Hinge as well. Cause I was like, I am bored. I want to talk to somebody. So yeah. Why not do that? And it was just so weird. I, I just hated it. I hated it. I want to know about your experience though. Did you match with anybody? Did you talk with anybody? Yeah. So I admittedly drank
1: a lot of wine with my roommate one night (laughs) and I was telling her about how, you know, I'm still a little bit sad about a breakup that I went through Mm -hmm. like several months ago, but you know, was still sad about it. And she was like, you just need to meet more people. And I think you should get on hinge or, um, Oh, what's the other one? Tinder.
0: Oh, Tinder. Oh, Yeah.
1: So I tipsily was like, okay, (laughs) downloaded both of them. Okay. And like, you know, made my profile and everything. And um, I did that at night. So then in the morning I woke up and on on both apps, I had like multiple likes that I had to respond to. Yeah. And I mean, there were some nice guys that I was talking to who were like genuinely really nice. They seemed cool, but I just hated the pressure of like starting a conversation and trying to sound really interesting (laughs) and then like having to be really interested in them and be like okay so oh wow tell me more about that (laughs) like oh you know what are your interests
0: lindy (laughs) especially now when they're like how was your day and you're like well i sat in my sweats all day again This is good conversation. Yeah,
1: exactly. I know. I was like, so what do you like to do in your free time? Well, I've walked the same block over a (laughs) hundred times now listening to
0: sad, depressing music. Yeah. No, you know what you could tell him? Well, according to this app, I am uh, a quarter of the way on my trip to Mordor.
1: (laughs) I have 1,902 miles left to Mount Doom. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And then for me, it was also like if someone liked me or matched with me or whatever, I hated how like I felt like if I declined them, then they would just disappear forever. But if Mm. I accepted them, then I felt like that was me committing to like a conversation and... I don't know, then they could potentially ask me out or like ask for right. my number or want to FaceTime. And it was just, there was so much pressure involved in everything. And I was so anxious.
0: All oh, day long. Lindsay, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it's okay. It is difficult though. And I will say too, I think it's hard because I'm on my phone a lot, but I'm trying to be on my phone less. And when you have someone that's like trying to talk to you and get to know you and ask you about your day and ask you maybe a couple times throughout the day, it's like, I'm always checking my phone and, you know, there's always something to look at on the app. You can either talk to someone or look at other people. So it's like not good if you're trying to get off your phone.
1: Yeah. And I've been trying to do the same. I've been trying to be on my phone a lot less. And I found that I was like obsessively checking my phone. And if mm-hmm. I got a message, like I would try not to respond right away, but then it was in the back of my mind. Right. Like for the next hour, <laughs> thinking about how am I going to respond to this person? And right. Ugh. Yeah. That was wow. like a whole level of anxiety. I made myself a bowl of popcorn that night. Cause that's like my stress food.
0: <laughs> it was like, I deserve this. Oh my gosh. Well, did you So did you have any good conversations with the guys and then did you stop or do you still have the apps? What did you decide? So I
1: told them like, so there were two people who I was like, here, just follow me on Instagram if you want to like stay in touch. But I said, I I realized that the dating app life is not for me. It's too stressful. And I was like, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bye. (laughs) Bye. And then I just deleted them both. And then I had a huge sigh of relief. Like, okay, it's done.
0: (laughs) Isn't it hard though? Like even I uh, had, I think there were two people that I was talking to in July among a couple others. And one of the guys after just like a few messages was like, so do you want to meet up and get coffee? And I was like, how do I tell him no? Because he hasn't done anything wrong. But like, I don't want to meet up with him. Even if it wasn't a pandemic, I would just wasn't feeling it. So yeah, I had to after. very politely be like, Hey, I'm not really, I don't think I'm at the same place that you are like, thank you so much though. I, ugh. It's going to be a no for me, dog.
1: Yeah. I had the same thing where people were like, okay, so like, do you want to go on a hike? Do you want to meet up at the park? Do you want to do this? Like, what are your COVID dating rules? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I just wanted to talk to some people. <laughs> Yeah. So that was, that was my week and I wanted to talk to you about it in the moment, but then I also thought this would be kind of funny to talk about on the podcast. Yes,
0: it is. Thank you. This was a good idea. I mean, as much as I would love to have been a part of that in the moment, uh, this is a great reveal. So thank you so much for sharing that with me and all of our listeners. I
1: know. So now all of our listeners know that
0: uh, (laughs) you and I Um, both hate dating apps.
1: Yes. I would rather meet someone in person, in the real world, when the real world is open again. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Last week, when we left off, we were just talking about Denethor and his tomatoes and um, orcs having different color blood. I never actually researched that. I don't know if we came to an answer or if I was just like, oh, I'm nerding out over this because I think it's cool.
1: Yeah, I don't. I didn't. Honestly, I forgot about it as soon yeah, as we <laughs>
0: recorded it. <laughs> when we are done recording, I'm just like a zombie and then I just go and eat food and get in my PJs, so... <laughs> I mean, I'm already in. <laughs> I <was just> gonna <laughs> say
1: i in my PJs already, but.
0: <laughs> yeah, come on. That's yeah. the best part about Zoom is you can be in your PJ pants and look, you know, ready for business on top. So exactly, that's how I live my life now, 24 seven. So next, we are um, at Dunharrow, where Theoden and Aragorn and everyone is like rallying all these different armies and troops, and they realize that they're gonna need a little more. Because they only got 6,000 guys.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: They're waiting for more, but they are going to ride at dawn, says Theoden. Yeah. My first note
1: (laughs) for this section is, damn, I I actually don't even remember like what... The shot was—it must have been a close-up of him, where he's just like beautiful as always.
0: Lindsay, literally, you like forget he's in the movie, and then they just like pan across his face, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Because like you just forget about him, so it's a surprise to see him again. I have it in all caps in like four R's, Amir. Yeah,
1: there he is. The, oh, that that lovely man. The next thing that I wrote about is, uh, so you know the horses are all upset you know because they're scared of the paths of the dead that are yes in the distance <laughs> and Aragorn is looking down you know that little alleyway the road
0: to Dimholt yes I wrote it down <laughs> oh
1: look at you oh I did he's looking down the Dimholt road yeah okay so in this scene like you know it's like a really intense like close-up of Aragorn looking and then there's like a close-up of the road to Dimholt or the okay. Dimholt road or whatever and I never noticed that you see the dead king. Yes. In that, I don't know how I have (laughs) gone, (laughs) what is it, 20 years? Is it 20 years? Yeah, Yeah, since this movie came out. Yeah. I never noticed the ghost guy. I always like fixated on
0: the road. And never noticed him before. Oh my gosh, that's so funny! I know I don't, because I wrote down Aragorn sees the King of the Dead. Like I just because no one else really sees it. That's why I recognize that he did, <laughs> and I didn't either. <laughs> Maybe I have whatever Aragorn has.
1: Oh, of course he would, Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I was like just super fixated on the fact that I think in the behind the scenes they say that was a painting that they zoomed in on. And maybe I was just always fixated on like, oh, it's a painting. Look at that. And I just I never noticed. Oh, that. the ghosty dude is what I wrote.
0: Oh, like the the road itself is like a fake backdrop. Yeah, I think that. Okay. And then they, they used uh, CGI or whatever to add the ghost. Mm-hmm. I see what you mean. Yeah, well, he's yeah. there. And I think that's why Aragorn's like, oh, there's an unfinished business over there. I'm feeling called to it as the actual king. Let's go check it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also, um, this is where we see Eowyn standing up for Mary to Aeowyn, Aemir, because Aeowyn's mm-hmm. kind of like, you can't fight, you're a hobbit. hobbit. And she's all like, hold on. He's not, you know, I don't remember exactly anything what is said, but I, <laughs> but you know, she stands up for him and I'm like, okay, okay, Aeowyn. I like how she's like,
1: you know, all of his friends have gone to war. Like, why mm-hmm. shouldn't he? And yeah, Aomir's just,
0: he's being a little rude. You know, a little judgy. I will say this, which there's a lot to come, but I think this scene is where my views of Eowyn start to shift. Ah, okay. Because we'll get to it later. But like, I was trying to figure out where my mindset shift in my opinions on her. And I think it kind of starts a little bit here at Dunharrow.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. This is where she's starting to be, I feel like, a little bit more of a stronger character
0: mm-hmm. and two
1: towers a lot of the time you know she's kind of fawning over well, not fawning but you know she's clearly in love with Aragorn and yeah. she's talking a lot about how she doesn't want to be in a cage and she just comes across as a lot more um I guess a little bit weaker and then in Return of the King she really comes into her strength I feel.
0: I don't know if it's I don't want to call her weak. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what word to use. Um, almost honestly, just like not as interesting. Like Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't really find any, I found myself later on, which we'll get to talking about vulnerability and like relatability with her and some of the other characters, specifically in the battle of Pelennor Fields. And Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe that's what was missing prior to this, but I'm not sure. I can't pinpoint it. It's difficult.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're starting to like her now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Me too. (laughs) Me too. I knew it would happen, but it's funny that it's really only happening the second time around. Um, I was going to say as well, I know this is kind of about the overall movie as a whole, but there are some emotions and like feelings and thoughts that I am having the second time around that totally like went over my head the first time. Oh yeah. Like these scenes that I'm actually understanding a little bit better. I'm caring about these characters on a different level and it's making me react in a different way. And so I'm just so happy that we're doing this this way so that I have like a more invested reaction.
1: Yeah. And that makes sense because I feel like the first time you watch Lord of the Rings, especially the way you did where you saw them all three, like in a row, I feel, you know, there's so much to take in. There's so many new characters, new lands, all of this history that is really hard to understand. Mm -hmm. Timelines being all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) So it makes sense. (laughs) <laughs> yeah the second time around it's like oh yeah you're invested in these characters you understand the story you understand what's happening so mm-hmm. oh, I'm so glad that yeah I love that you told me you're ha-
0: being more emotional and I was like oh, yes. oh <laughs> we'll get to that oh my yeah. gosh oh my goodness um also this I don't know if this is a simple answer um or something that I've just overlooked but why do all of their names start with EO like AON, Aomir, Aethane, I feel like that was... Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't tell you I was asking you that question. No, but no, it's fine. I'm assuming it's because of their region. Yeah. But I'm just not sure...
1: The reason I just short-circuited a little bit in trying to answer that question is I just listened to the Prancing Pony podcast today, which I'll talk about more later. Okay. Yeah, but they are, if if anyone's like a diehard Tolkien Lord of the Rings fan, should totally listen to the Prancing Pony podcast because these two guys, they love language and they like go hardcore into the language, the mythology, like the history of everything. And so I'm assuming that that's because the people of Rohan are based off of a certain like Norse uh, mythology probably. And it's probably has to do with that language of that region. Uh, I'm guessing.
0: Okay, (laughs) cool. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. So next we go into this kind of like dream sequencing where our,
1: (laughs) sorry, I'm laughing because I just saw what my note says, but you go first and then. (laughs) Okay.
0: So Aragorn and Arwen um, are in this dream and we find out that Arwen is dying um, because she chose not to go to the undying lands, which I miraculously don't have any more questions about. Thank the Lord. I finally understand it. We have covered it. (laughs) Yes. And then. After that, we see Elrond um, arriving at, well, we don't see him arriving, but he goes to visit Aragorn at Dunharrow. <laughs> and my <laughs> note <laughs> is I did not even see Elrond sitting there until he stands <laughs> up. <laughs> and when he stands up, it scared me so bad because really I <laughs> didn't, Lindsay, I did not see him like at all and I just That's thought it so was the funny. funniest thing
1: that is really funny. I wrote, um, the, the note that I was laughing and I said, <laughs> Yes, you get your king's sword, Arag- Aragorn baby. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh god, <laughs> you're just as bad as me. I am, oh, I've you
0: for it, but I'm just as bad. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote, Here's a sword, bitch. <laughs> nice and then again i was talking about aragorn's cheekbone so you know just the usual it's casual and just you know love for aragorn always oh yeah but in that scene elrond kind of counsels aragorn into um calling upon the army of the dead and then we see him getting ready to leave yeah to go down that path
1: and that's this is when aragorn and eowyn talk And, um, I feel like Aragorn finally kind of tells it to her straight. Like, yeah, this isn't
0: going to happen. I love that. She's just like, do you not know? Like, are you really playing dumb right now? Yeah. Which is, you know, good for her. I like that in her just like, really, are you just going to like, leave me on the, you know, leave me hanging here. So then he tells her basically, you don't love me. You love a shadow. I cannot give you what you seek, whatever.
1: Yeah, and I wrote in all caps, look at that communication. That's hot. (laughs) (laughs) On both ends, honestly. Yes, yes, it's true. Like, finally, there's some clear communication. Mm -hmm. Sucks for Eowyn, but I'm glad that they finally talked about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe it's this moment that gives her some more clarity into fighting later in the battle and, like, not just hanging on to a thread for Aragorn.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. You That's know, true. maybe she needed yeah. a little
0: closure like oh, most people do.
1: Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Legolas and Gimli go with Aragorn, which I just love. They're the best friends. They're mm-hmm. like, you know, there's no way you're going without us. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I just love them in these movies so much.
1: Yeah, same. And then there's a brief conversation uh, with Théoden and Eowyn where, mm-hmm. you know, Théoden is basically telling, he tells her, I would love to see you smile again. <sighs> um was just so sad and it's like when you think about it Eowyn's gone through a lot like yeah her I'm assuming her parents have died because there's no parents around her cousin has
0: died Theodred that's right I keep forgetting that Theoden's not her dad like for some reason in my brain but that's her uncle right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's still like it's a really special moment because it's like yeah I know you're a woman but I still want you to lead my people like I believe in you you know just good and yeah after so Lindsay and i just finished watching the segment that we're talking about today last night and it's emotional and i think now going back to this moment of like him leaving her everything in case he dies i'm like oh my god i know <laughs> i'm just a little misty-eyed over here right oh <laughs> uh, anyway sorry i'm getting ahead of myself no you're good i also wrote
1: <laughs> i was like you know what I think Eowyn just like has some depression and needs to find a little bit of purpose in her life. And honestly, I relate to that sometimes. Yeah. I think a lot of people can actually. Yeah. Like watching her, I think maybe because we've been going through, you know, COVID and quarantining (laughs) and, (laughs) you know, so many things that come with that. I feel like seeing Eowyn struggle with her purpose and struggle with, you know, I don't want to be in a cage. I want to do so much more. You know, I want to be able to fight. I don't want to stay behind. Like, I just, I don't know. I just feel like I really related to her even more so this mm-hmm. time around.
0: Yeah. I, I agree. I think that since the first time of watching it, even though that was not that long ago, I still am. I see it clearer, you know, I relate mm-hmm. to it a little more. So yay. Aon. Uh, thank you yay. for being a relatable, strong female character. That's why I'm going to name my daughter after. <laughs> <laughs> And if you have a boy, he will just be named Am, Win, Amir. And Amir works. Amir, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, next up, we see Legolas. Uh, (laughs) I wrote Legolas coming in hot with yet another exposition, and then I I put story time with Legolas. I swear, in every movie, they leave it to him to describe. The context the story to give the exposition so um i think it's really funny and then Brago runs away from them and he's like gotta blast bye he's all nope <laughs> i'm out of here yeah and then they
1: go into the paths of the dead and mm-hmm. i love how gimli is like an elf dare an elf would enter when a dwarf dare not <laughs> I don't know, I just like that moment. Gimli, I love Gimli. Yeah, he's totally comedic relief in these scenes for sure. Yeah, I agree. And throughout the rest of the movie as well.
0: Mm-hmm. So <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I sorry. I do not remember visually what happened on the screen, but my next <laughs> note is just my God, Aamir, his eyebrow scowl, eyebrow scowl look. <laughs> I don't know what he did. I don't remember it, but apparently in the moment, I really liked it. Yeah, I don't either. I don't have any notes about aomir at all, so. It's right before Theoden doesn't let Mary fight. Um, So then Aowen's like, uh-uh, you're coming with me. And that's right. That's a good moment, too. Yeah, she's looking out for Mary.
1: I love that. It's the beginning of a very good partnership. Mm-hmm. So I think think then after that, we go back to the paths of the dead. I feel like they're kind of intercut with each other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, Kelsey, I know that you had asked way back at the beginning, like which scenes are extended or not. A lot of these scenes are a lot more extended. I mean, they
0: still go through the paths of the dead. I actually have, I think I know part of the, the storyline with the army of the dead. Part of it is extended. Part of it was theatrical cut. And I have notes about that later. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think I am aware of which parts of it are extended and which ones aren't, but we'll talk about later.
1: Yeah. I had a note from the behind the scenes that they made 60,000 miniature skulls for the scenes in the city of the dead, which is just, that's a lot of skulls, man. There
0: are so (laughs) many. That's what I wrote.
1: So many skulls. Like, it's crazy. My roommate and I, she was watching that part with me and she was saying like, if I worked on that set. I totally would have stolen a skull. Oh, yeah, for sure. A (laughs) hundred percent. can you imagine having that on your
0: mantelpiece or something like that?
1: (laughs) Just got this from the paths of the Dead, you know, (laughs) whatever.
0: (laughs) There must have been so much scenery and so many props that they tore down. And it's like, does that just go to the Weta Workshop forever? Like, do they own it? Does it get thrown away? Does it get donated? Like, I'm sure the crew and cast could have taken some things
1: yeah and i know that the cast and crew or especially the cast were gifted things like a lot of the cast um received their swords you know elijah wood got sting and, really? and mckellen got glam ring yeah so they were all <laughs> given gifts and they got to keep especially like their very personal items yeah so that's really sweet Oh, yeah. okay. I don't know why I'm like so sentimental in this
0: episode right now, but we're here. Kelsey, for it.
1: you have to watch the return of the King behind the scenes are my absolute uh. favorite. I think I had sent you and Kirsten a picture of me literally crying with tears, like streaming down <laughs> my face because Aww. they all love each other so much and they all had such an amazing experience filming these movies
0: Mm -hmm. and you just, you feel that (laughs) behind the scenes. Yeah. I mean, I can't wait to watch that. And, uh, I think it's like, I think you have mentioned it and also Mike have mentioned it, has mentioned it, um, that like, it's that kind of relationship and like a family vibe that like makes you want to be in the movie industry. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so I'm all here for it and I'm excited to watch it. I don't know when we're going to do, behind the scenes if we're gonna do that on the podcast or not but we'll figure it out
1: yeah either way you, you gotta watch it and everyone any lord of the rings fan should watch them <clears throat> kp yeah
0: what Kristen. what, what? 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 Huh? <laughs> <laughs> anyway so we see all of these skulls and i wrote legolas and his metaphors coming in pale banners like shreds of a cloud like what <laughs> get out of here legolas what are you oh, doing poetic. with your metaphors i know <laughs> And then Gimli blowing away at the wispy hands is a thousand percent me. That is so what I would be doing. (laughs) I know. I love that. (laughs) Um, In this moment, we see Gimli like really reacting to all of the death around them, you know, like the skulls and everything's like gross and he's kind of grossing out about it. Um, But like Gimli is a warrior, I feel like. Like why are they treating him someone him like someone who's never seen death before when in reality Legolas would probably be the one that's most uneasy in this scene cuz he's really never seen a lot of death.
1: You know? I mean, I don't know if I I mean Legolas is probably thousands of years old or at least hundreds. So he probably has seen a lot of death.
0: I guess, but I mean I just see Gimli as more of like a warrior that's been through some shit
1: you know yeah no that's true I never thought about that but I'm trying to remember if in the books
0: I think Gimli was still scared I don't remember okay. actually I it's mean been a while. it kind of makes sense that he's the comedic relief and that he would be kind of like on edge in these scenes and Legolas has seen death as like a in war but he hasn't really dealt with it on a personal level which is why Back in the fellowship, it like hits really hard after Gandalf dies. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's kind of where my brain was at with this scene. I was just kind of like, why is Gimli the only one reacting to this? But
1: anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was comedic relief. I am really curious to go look back at the book now. Ah, I want to read the book so badly again, because I feel like there's so many things that we've talked about where I'm like, it's been so long i
0: don't remember <laughs> i know <laughs> oh my gosh this scene totally gave me pirates of the caribbean vibes which i mean we've talked about it before but i love the first pirates of the caribbean movie um so the king of the dead i just wanted him to end all of his sentences with like matey like the way <laughs> is shut matey <laughs> <laughs> that's so
1: funny you say that because in the behind the scenes they talk about how they were like oh this is going to be so cool like these cgi like you know undead creatures and then pirates of the caribbean came out and they're all like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) wow they really went
0: there didn't they
1: (laughs) yeah they're like man now we have to compete with this (laughs) but yeah the no the king of the dead is great and (laughs) okay so the part where aragorn says what say you Uh uh-huh i just wrote so classic and then i put aragorn is so hot my king (laughs)
0: Wow, you're coming in with the nicknames today, Lindsay. I know. Baby, my king. Look at you. Oh gosh, I am too lonely. (laughs) I said that when uh, he has a really good hair moment at the end of the scene. I don't remember what it is, but I wrote it down. So it's worth mentioning. Apparently. Uh,
1: There's a moment that I can't, again, the behind the scenes, I keep bringing these up, I feel like, but um, I cannot unsee this moment where these three skulls fall and Mm -hmm. they land kind of like perfectly and in the behind the scenes that's like the last shot that they ever did after the movie had already come out had already been in theaters they had already won 11 awards (laughs) academy awards and then peter jackson's like that's the way you shoot a movie win 11 academy awards and then you finish it or something (laughs) i don't know
0: So I'm always like, that was the last shot they ever did. Oh, I don't know why that makes me feel sentimental. Yeah. So after this whole part
1: in the Paths of the Dead, and there's like the whole skull avalanche, (laughs) uh, and Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas escape from the Paths of the Dead, then we cut over to Pelennor Fields, where the battle is finally beginning, Mm -hmm. which is really terrifying when you see how many... Orcs, there are out on that field.
0: Yeah, it's and this is where you see Faramir returning, right? And he he's Mm -hmm. like being dragged by his horse, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and he literally, they think he's dead. And I, (laughs) this whole scene is kind of like there's a lot happening. I think it's gross that the orcs are like catapulting the heads that have been decapitated. I know that's (laughs) horrible. That like went just just crossed the line of like oh, this is not what I bargained for. This is disgusting. Yeah. Uh, but they all think that Faramir's dead. And then literally Pippin is the only person that checks to see if he's still alive. I know. Like no oh. one even checks to see if he's living or dead. They just assume. Yeah.
1: And of course, Pippin is like, uh, hello guys, like this is my friend.
0: <laughs> yeah. And of course we know that he is alive. Uh, well, now we know, but watching it, you don't really know. You hope that he's alive, but it's kind of a weird cliffhanger where it's like are we not gonna address this or yeah (laughs) this we'll find out later yeah and then of course freaking
1: Denethor is way worse than Theoden was at Helm's deep he's such a whiny little bitch telling (laughs) everyone to abandon their posts like Mm -hmm. there's no point in fighting and I love I was gonna say I love that Gandalf comes in and he basically bitch slaps him with his staff yep he
0: says never mind prepare for battle you fools yeah (laughs) he's so badass yeah in this moment I was just like I love Gandalf (laughs) he's really epic in this part no he really is and this is where you're like yeah he he knows what he's doing like Mm -hmm. he is fighting on the front lines this is like the first time we've seen like one a quote-unquote like leader someone in a leader position fight like compared to Theoden and Denethor, you know? Yeah. He's there, so. Yeah, he is. I wrote
1: that this battle is really insane. Like I know Helm's Deep is super iconic, but that feels like such a tiny, small scale battle when you finally look at Pelennor Fields. Like there's Mm -hmm. just so many
0: orcs. (laughs) Yeah, it like every time and they kind of zoom out, I'm like, oh my God. This is huge. Like, I don't think I really realized how big uh, this battle is.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like, this is how you know, okay, shit's going down. Mm -hmm. This is intense. And just going back to Gandalf, I love that we get to see Gandalf in battle. Like, -hmm. you actually get to see him, like, using his sword and flipping his staff around, killing all these orcs. He's clearly very skilled. Yo, he really (laughs) is. I wrote. Uh Oh, <laughs> why do I write these things? I wrote, what a zaddy. <laughs> I stand by my stance to marry
0: him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you, yeah, you have great proof
1: of why you would want to marry him. I guess so. I mean, like now I know he can fight for me too. Good choice. Thank you. I'm, I'm proud of my, I'm proud of my choice. <laughs> And then I love that Pippin got a kill in too. Of course, anytime Pippin does anything, I always write,
0: that's my boy. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I like, there's so many moments in this battle where Pippin and Merry, um, they like, they just fight even, it, even though they don't know how. I know. They don't let it stop them. Oh, we'll get to that later. Oh my gosh, I don't want to cry yet. Okay. Yes. So next, this is the scene I was talking about earlier where we see Aragorn and it um, reveals that the army of the dead is with him because the pirates are like, oh yeah, you and what army? And the dead people are like, us, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's my understanding that this is not in the theatrical cut. So I kind of feel like later on in Pelennor Field, when you see the boat show up and it looks empty and the orcs are like, yo, what took you so long? And then Aragorn is like, "What?" And like jumps off the boat with the army of the dead behind him. That reveal, I feel like, would be so much better without this scene right here. Yeah. Because then we also have Legolas, like Gimli messes up Legolas's shot and they they shoot the guy in the chest instead of past his ear or whatever. It just is like a weird scene and I don't really know why we need to see it.
1: Yeah. I feel like they almost put it in back in the extended cut because Peter Jackson really wanted his cameo. (laughs) Is he in this scene? Yeah, he's the one that Legolas shoots. That's Peter Jackson. No. Yeah. Wait, no. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Wait, I want to go look at a picture of it now. (laughs) Yeah. So he's in all three movies, but this is the cameo that's the biggest, you know, where we actually really get to see him. And there's also, I think like the um, head of makeup is in this scene and there was another, I should have looked this up. Yeah. There's like three or four of the crew. In this scene, because they just wanted to get all dressed up and put makeup on and have have a moment. <laughs> I mean, yeah,
0: fun. Why not? Yeah. Oh my God! Look at his little tattoos on his head. Wow, that is him. Yep, he looks so different. He look. I mean, obviously, he's got like dreadlocks and a black beard. I mean, he has a beard normally. Wow, <laughs> but not a black one. The page that I am looking at shows all of the um, cameos. With every crew, every crew member that has a cameo.
1: Oh, how cool. Like
0: there's a um, Weta designer and sculptor who got a cameo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a whole bunch on here, which I won't go into right now. But oh my God, that's Peter Jackson. I'm so glad I brought this scene up because I I had no idea. Oh, I didn't didn't know that you didn't know. So I'm glad that we talked about that too. And looking at his other cameos in um, The Two Towers, I didn't realize that was him either. I don't think we really talked about this. Yeah. So in the two towers, he throws
1: a spear Mm -hmm. In fellowship of the ring. When they walk through Brie, he
0: turns around and he chomps down on a carrot. (laughs) It's a picture of him eating it. It says here in the original idea, he should have a smoke pipe, but he felt ill and opted for a carrot instead. Got to get your veggies. (laughs) Wow. Oh, Oh my gosh. Okay. Thank you so much. Sorry for that tangent. I'm so glad I learned that. Um, yeah. Now you'll never be able to unsee it. Every time you watch it, you're going to be like, there he is. <laughs> it's going to be the new, like, did you know Aragorn broke a toe? Yeah. <laughs> did you know that's Peter Jackson? He directed this. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. Lindsay? No. <laughs> Lindsay, everyone, listen up close. This next scene is terrible. It's and the it worst. is She Lobs Lair. <laughs>
1: oh, God. Just
0: saying that makes me feel like I have spiders on my back. (laughs) Okay. Just to put into some context here. I hate spiders, but I'm not an, like, I'm not arachnophobic. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Lindsay, on the other hand, is.
1: (laughs) Yes, I am. And I'm not laughing at you. I promise. It's just. (laughs) I can't even like, I think we might've talked about this in the last episode. So I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but I, I, textbook am arachnophobic well actually I don't know if it's textbook but I am absolutely arachnophobic like whenever I think about spiders I feel like there's a spider I feel like my back and my head are covered in tarantulas oh, oh like, no that's oh, my no. Irrational I just got fear. tickly on the back of my head I when know. you said that <laughs> and I think that comes from in Indiana Jones when that happens. Oh, and he turns yeah. around. Like I think at that moment when I was a kid, when I saw Indiana Jones must've just like seared itself into my brain. Oh. Um, and yeah, I just, I literally will sometimes be in bed and I like can't shake this fear that there's a spider on me in my bed and I have to like get out of bed and like turn oh. the on. <laughs> <I just> don't <laughs> like it. So I hate this scene. Actually, I've never seen this scene all the way through. I always look away.
0: Even last night when we watched it, did you oh, look yeah. away? <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, wow. So I cannot watch it. I just like, I don't know. I've never really been like really afraid of spiders until, I don't know, the past few months. I <laughs> My roommates always show me like scary stuff with spiders in it. And I'm like, why would you show me that? And I think it's making me worse. You know, yeah, with hating on the spider because the first time I watched this, I don't think I had that terrible of a reaction. But last night, watching it at night, it's dark in my room. I'm cozy on my bed. I literally had to close my eyes at some parts because I didn't want it to be in my dreams or yeah.
1: nightmares. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I feel oh. I. I think I literally wrote somewhere in my notes like, "Why am I watching this in bed at night, <laughs> right before going to
0: sleep? This was such a bad idea." <laughs> so first, it's a lot of oh gosh. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I wrote, I wrote, oh no. I didn't realize we were here already. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this.
0: (laughs) Don't do it Frodo. And then I put, oh God, it smells. (laughs) Yeah. I said
1: Frodo is walking into Shelob's lair alone. It really is so freaky. Absolutely terrifying.
0: Uh, I put, Uh, no, my stomach is in knots. Smeagol, you little son of a bitch. (laughs) I can't look. The Sam moment is so pure. Like when Frodo is like, I'm sorry, Sam. And then it's quickly ruined. Yeah. By a big ass spider. Well, for me, I was like, why doesn't Frodo
1: just turn around and leave and go get Sam? Cause like, we know Sam isn't that far behind. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming it hasn't been that long since Sam left. Like why when he says, oh, Sam... Is he so turned around that he can't find the exit again? Or? I think he's
0: still not. Uh, he, I think he still wants to follow Smeagol because he doesn't know that Smeagol has led him astray yet. ho! I know. I think. Come still, like, on, man. <laughs> I think it's still like Smeagol says we have to go down this path or we have to turn back. So we might as well keep going. Oh, God it's so gross
1: i also wrote this is just another behind the scenes tidbit they actually used real taxidermed animals and bones from a butcher shop no on the set for this (gasps) Lindsay.
0: no no why i don't know no
1: really? It's so gross. This yeah. makes it so much worse. I know. So, and I, I had forgotten that. So watching this again, cause I'll, I'll watch the parts where you don't actually
0: see she loves. So watching yeah. this,
1: I was like, those are real dead animals and those are real dead. Bones.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you didn't tell me that yesterday. Oh God. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, okay. Okay. Moving on. I got to move on. There's a lot of notes here. Uh, oh my God. When Sam falls down the mountain, my feet literally, you know, when like, I don't know if you are afraid of heights or anything like that, but I personally am afraid of like falling, not necessarily heights, but falling off of a height. Mm-hmm. Um, my feet get all tingly and like sweaty and it just makes me so nervous. And that literally happened as soon as Sam fell. Uh, but then he finds the lemba spread and he gets a boost of motivation to go back up the stairs, um, which is great. I know I wrote, he's such a good friend. He's like, I'm going back. (laughs) Even though he has no idea what he's about to get himself into. I wish we could Mm -hmm. warn him, but we cannot. No. Okay. Then we see the webs. Ah, no, (laughs) that's when those start. And Frodo remembers because Galadriel's like, Psst, Frodo, remember that gift I gave you? Now would be a great time to use it. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, right. And I also know how to speak Elvish a little bit. Let's use this thing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) sorry i'm like (laughs) in
1: my seat (laughs) it's okay
0: my next sequence of notes i'm just gonna read it okay okay oh fuck this nah it's gonna be a no for me dog this ain't no aragog fuck run frodo run oh god the webs he's stuck frodo get the fuck out i know
1: in that part when he's stuck in the webs i wrote oh my fucking god my (laughs) absolute nightmare like absolute nightmare and then you see the outline of sheila
0: <laughs> oh no 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 it's terrible <gasps> I'm it's so sweaty right now terrible i know my hands are sweating <laughs> then we see frodo finally escape somehow out of these webs and he leaves his sword behind on accident um, which is important because sam is going to use that later and then he kind of like flings himself out into this open area yeah, and that was my question because I've never watched this scene. Like, I cannot
1: because okay. that's when you see Shelob start to appear and she's crawling behind him and, oh, my God, I just
0: can't. Yeah. So how does he get out of the web? I don't know if he uses his sword. I forget because I was also closing my eyes a little bit. I think he, like, he oh, okay. wiggled a whole bunch. And here's the thing that's hard because you've seen him in the web, right, where he's like whoosh. Yeah. He looks like, you know, one of those game show things where people have like a velcro suit on <laughs> and they run and like jump. <laughs> so he's there. But it's kind of um disorienting because it almost looks like he's flat and like looking down a hole, but he's not. He's he's, he's upright. Vertical. Yeah. yeah, he's upright. So anyway. He's like (laughs) trying to get out like, oh shit. And then I think he uses his sword to kind of cut the web or he just wiggles himself free. I don't remember because I was closing my eyes. In my imagination, he he uses his sword, which is why it gets stuck. Otherwise, why would he have it out of the sheath? Yeah, that makes sense. So let's just say for the sake of this, he uses a sword. Mm-hmm. and uh we'll probably look it up later and find out that we were wrong yeah. um but then when he gets kicked out he doesn't get kicked out but he like flings himself out and um Gollum is there mm-hmm. and he's like I gotta destroy this ring for both of our sakes and him and Gollum really start uh fighting I know so I don't understand
1: again why does... Frodo, tell Gollum he's going to destroy the ring. Like, doesn't he realize that Gollum is totally not going to stand for his precious being destroyed? I just think that was a weird choice.
0: But he did just go through something really traumatic, so. Yeah, I'm also, like, as I'm reading my notes, getting confused with things I already said earlier. (laughs) There's so much of the scene that looks like other parts because it's all just dark and scary and spiders. Mm -hmm. Um. But this is where he like him and Gollum are like really fighting, yeah. and then after that he basically is like, like what happens to Gollum? Does he he throws him over the edge, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm so sorry, Sam. That's when he has that moment of clarity of like, Sam was right, and I'm an idiot. Now it cuts away from this scene, and it does this quite a bit, cutting from. Shelob's lair, which I'm glad it, it breaks it up because I could not take like 20 straight minutes of Shelob. I don't oh, no. do Um, so next we go and we see Eamir and Mary prepping for battle. And it's, it's so sweet that Mary, like he says, like he can't save middle earth, but he's still going to do everything he can just to save his friends. I know. I wrote that down too. Like
1: he just wants to save his friends frodo sam and pippin it's so sweet and pure and he's so brave too like this from here on out i just have so many comments
0: on the bravery of the hobbits oh a thousand percent i completely agree it's like oh they're just so (laughs) like can you
1: imagine being this little small like under four feet Person and you're about to go into this huge battle, surrounded by all of these big, strong men on horses with spears. No, uh, I can't so even scary. imagine it as
0: a five-six woman. I, I, I couldn't know. imagine. It sounds terrifying. Yeah. Then Theodin tells everyone to make haste, and I have to say, I cannot hear the word haste and not <laughs> think of Shadowfax ever again. I'm ruined. Oh yeah. <laughs> like he says it, and I'm just immediately triggered. That's funny. That's true. So then we kind of go back to the battle scene. We see uh, the hammer of the underworld, which is Grand, and shit's starting to get serious. Mm-hmm. Um, and now this scene is kind of going back and forth between breaking the gate by Grand and also like Denethor taking Faramir to the um, tombs of the stewards. Yeah, and you can see from up above the battle going on. Mm-hmm. And oh, this is also where you kind of see the flower like blooming on the tree. Yeah, there's hope. Yes, there's hope. And I love that. But like no one sees it. <laughs> I know. But as a audience member, you're like, oh, my God, I know what that means. And and something has to happen. Yay. Yeah. And I love that. That's the timing of when the flower blooms,
1: because I think that's also tied into Aragorn has finally taken the sword. He has finally tapped into the fact that he is the heir of Isildur. He is the king, mm-hmm. the proper king by um, making the army of the dead, you know, serve him yes. essentially and fulfill their oath. So it's like, he has finally done it. He has arrived. He's mm-hmm. going to be the new
0: king. And he's just like, he's taken ownership, yeah. you know? And it, there's nothing physical that had to be done, but like he decided in his head yes I am this heir and I will do what I can with this responsibility and so the tree is like oh oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh we're (laughs) blooming
1: it's time I also wrote I mean Denethor is just really he's really lost it like how I who says that they want to burn themselves alive that sounds like absolute worst possible way to die does he say that
0: yeah well i mean he doesn't say that but that's what he's doing no i know that's what he's doing but i didn't know if he was like i'm gonna go die with faramir because the whole time they are like taking him down there i just thought they were taking him down for like faramir's quote-unquote funeral until we see him dousing himself in oil and i was like wait what Mm -hmm. he's literally lost his mind yes yes he has Now, in between these scenes, we see Gandalf again being a badass in the front lines of war. Um, He's such an excellent leader in comparison to Denethor and past Theoden, but Theoden's really, you know, he's climb in that ladder in Mm -hmm. my opinion and then so in this scene it's really short like it's when they break through the gate Mm -hmm. and Gandalf is there and there's these big like ogres type things yeah Yeah, the trolls I just made a note about how making a scene like that while so short probably takes so much time but also so much creativity like how to shoot it the different effects that go in the post-production um how to edit it like everything just for like a a four or five seconds yeah scene. i oh it's so cool and then to think about that multiplied for the other battles is just really cool. definitely
1: and in the behind the scenes for two towers and also return of the king they but especially return of the king they were so up to the wire like they were concerned they weren't gonna make it to the premiere like they <gasps> got yeah really? they got the reels of film ready to go like at the absolute last second that they could. And it just makes sense. I mean, can you imagine what a beast of a movie this was to like edit and write the
0: music for and produce and all of the Mm -hmm. post-production? Especially like what, 20 years ago when like, yes, movie editing, like uh, techniques existed, but not nearly as convenient as they do today. Yeah, it's
1: actually really funny because um, they did the scoring in England. And so Peter Jackson was in England for a little bit of time with Howard Shore. And then they were editing over in New Zealand. And so they talk about how they use like a video web- webcam thing. And they're like, look how cool mm-hmm. this is. It's like, he's in two places at once. Like, And they talk about it like, this is such a really cool thing that they did. <laughs> oh and if only they on knew Zoom.
0: yep <laughs> every day of our lives so moving on after this scene we are going back to she lair but don't worry Lindsay. this is the last time we see she okay but still
1: <laughs> the the moment i okay so i was looking down at my laptop right and i looked up right as her legs <laughs> pop out oh I, really, I wrote, sorry, mom, but I wrote, no, fuck, fuck,
0: fuck. I hate it. <laughs> it's literally, I have not written so many cuss words in my life, except for during yeah. this scene. Like it just there's nothing else that can describe it as well. It's so horrible. And then I looked down. Uh, I can't watch
1: the rest of it, except for the part when she does actually stab him. No, oh no, Lindsay, that's the one part I cannot watch. So I don't watch The Stab, but I did see his facial reaction. Oh, with his yeah. mouth getting all <laughs> foamy. I was like, what's up with the foam? Yeah. What is that?
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's kind of gross, but oh, okay. So I'm going to go back yeah. a little bit because this is uh, the scene. I love it. It's called The Choices of Master Samwise. Aww. And now you, like, later on, we find out that, like, he really is the master because he takes the ring from Frodo in the scene, but we don't know that at this time. So I thought it was clever naming of the scene, yeah. but yeah, I wrote, Oh, Oh shit. No, not again. Frodo turn around. <laughs> and then it's like dead silent. And it was unbearable for me. Like, because you don't know where Shelob is. It's you just, Oh, it's so scary. I hate it. And then I wrote spinning round and round. Why did I write that? Oh, because Frodo's in there. Yeah, she's
1: wrapping him in her web, which I can't even, I don't even like listening to the scenes with
0: Shelob because it's just so... (laughs) It's really bad. And I will say, I know, Lindsay, you don't like to look at Shelob, but prior to this moment, it's really like we've only really seen her like in the dark. We see her legs. We've never really gotten like a good close-up of her face. And (sighs) let me just say, she is... (laughs) hideous like in this scene you kind of realize oh this has seen some shit because she's kind of like bloody and messed oh, up like her gross. face is and it's so disgusting <laughs> and you're like Oh, this is scary. This is where it gets scary. So if you're ever going to open your eyes, don't do it here. I will here. not ever. Thank you for that warning. Yeah. And then Sam shows up and um, have you seen the actual like battle, quote unquote, between Sam and Sheila? So I have seen this movie enough times
1: and like peeked through my fingers enough times <laughs> to kind of get the gist of what has happened, but I've never watched it like straight on all the way through.
0: Okay. Because there's just this moment where Sam thinks to use the bottle of stuff from the elves. What's it called? The Light of Elendil? Yes. So he thinks to use it, but it he like drops it or something. And freaking Shelob comes in and like knocks it away. I'm like, this spider is smart. Mm-hmm. This is, this isn't, you know, just like a wild spider. She is smart. And I'm not going to talk about those details because it'll gross you out. I was about to look up
1: and then I decided not to because I don't want to see pictures of Shelob. But I know um, Shelob is like the daughter of this other giant spider in the mythology who is even bigger Mm -mm. than Shelob. No, 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 no. Yeah. Nope. no, (laughs) she's not like she's not just a big spider she's like the daughter of like this demon speeder of course she is (laughs) of course demon spider thing (laughs) yeah and i was gonna look up the name but i don't want to see pictures so sorry you guys can look it up for yourself if you want to should i look
0: it up Only (laughs) live reaction hold on she lob mother ungoliant yeah, that's the one. Shelob's mother was Ungoliant, who is described by Tolkien as an evil spirit taking the form of a spider. No, thank you. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh but oh, oh no. Oh. What did you see? Oh, <laughs> big really big oh, spider. Oh god. Here's the thing, they're all drawings because we never actually see this no. spider. Oh god. Oh oh what oh this one person's illustration has a one two three seven fingered like human hand coming from the oh gross oh lots of red eyes oh no there's oh that's sheila oh (laughs) oh that was too much you're braver than i am okay okay do it for the do for the gram fans. okay (laughs) now in this next part So there's a part where Sam nearly gets killed. And I just have to say that I'm trying to be vague because I don't want to gross you You can, it's okay. You can describe it. Okay. So Shelob has these like pincers that Mm -hmm. are like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and they are really big and they would definitely kill you. And there's a part where they're coming at Sam and I'm not kidding you. Each one is probably the size of my Hydro Flask. Okay. So picture two of these like shaped. Oh God. You know? Sam puts his hand on them and holds them apart. Yes, so that it doesn't bite him. And I'm sorry, I love Sam, but there is no fucking way that that would work. Like that spider is huge and massive and strong. I feel like Shelob would have just lunged forward and stabbed him in the face. Yeah. I mean, this is a movie with a giant spider, so none of it's realistic, but- that's, this is when I was like, please make it stop. And then Sam has this full on Harry Potter in the Chamber of Secrets basilisk moment, takes the sword, stabs shelab up the bottom of her mm-hmm. head. Um, except for in Harry Potter, he gets stabbed with a fang. This does not happen in this movie. And I even wrote, except without the stabbing of the pincer. Oh good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see that and then that's the last thing we see. Sheila runs away because <sighs> uh, Sam grabs the light again. And then we just see Frodo as a little rubber band ball on the ground, <laughs> which is so sad. That's totally what it looks like. And it's such a sad moment, uh, but that's what it looks like.
1: I wrote what a sigh of relief when Sheila was going, like even right now,
0: I feel so relieved. Like, I mean, thank you all for sticking with us through that. I know I just like yelled a bunch of descriptors at you, but. That's what we got for this yeah, scene. I, yeah. I feel like the cortisol is finally
1: leaving my body now. <laughs> I can relax.
0: realize. <sighs> and then you come down from this like high anxiety scene to have such an emotional moment with Sam and Frodo where he says, don't go where, where I can't follow. Like,
1: are you kidding me? I know. And I feel like that's a callback somewhat to when you know, Gandalf told him, don't you leave him Samwise Gamgee. And at the end of fellowship, he's saying, you know, I don't aim to, I don't aim to leave you. And now he's like, I can't follow you where you've gone. It's just, it's so heartbreaking.
0: Um, (laughs) (laughs) Kelsey is crying. (laughs) I never made that connection and I'm just a little, uh, emotional, man. This is not even where I cried when watching it last night. Oh, shit.
1: Yeah, and he does such a good job, though. Like, Sean Astin. Oh, my God. Impeccable. Like, you really feel that sadness and, like, desperation.
0: Oh, and you know what? It must have been so hard for um, Elijah Wood as Frodo not to react to Sam's acting in that Mm -hmm. scene because he has his eyes open. It's not like he's like dead you know where you could just like ignore it and close your eyes his eyes are wide open staring at sam yeah, that's true and he just he cannot react literally cannot move his face at all and i just thought because um sam did such a great job that it would be really hard not to react to that so because as you know acting oh, is really true reacting <laughs> indeed um and then oh let's wrap the scene up with a bow the orcs come and they find frodo and we find out with sam that frodo is indeed alive not dead but he's just paralyzed for a few hours Yep, and
1: we see that frodo is taken away and we at this moment don't know that sam has taken the ring so yes, it's like yes. oh shit like they're taking Frodo
0: and they're taking the ring into Mordor right Ooh. like Sam knows he has the ring so when Sam finds out oh shit Frodo's alive and I have this ring now what what am I going to do because Frodo's the one that has to take it he's the one that's meant to mm-hmm. do that well and he's not going to leave Frodo obviously
1: to torment no. but this is where So you know how we've mentioned in the books, they're split in half, like Aragorn and Company and Sam and Frodo. So in Two Towers, this is where the Sam and Frodo book ends. And then Return of the King starts all the way (gasps) back at Isengard again. No. In Return of the King with Aragorn and Company. So you have to get through a whole half of the book to find out what happens to Sam and Frodo. Oh my gosh. And I remember reading that. And at that point, Return of the King hadn't come out in theaters yet. And I don't know if I had seen Two Towers yet. I don't remember. But I just remember getting to that part and I was like, what? What? Like, it just ends? With Sam being alone in Shelob's lair. And then I remember picking up Return of the King to be like, what happens? And then we're all the way back to Aragorn. And I was like, I don't care about Aragorn right now. (laughs) What happens to Sam? Right
0: now. Not at at, uh, 12 years old. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Oh my gosh. I remember you telling me that Shelob's lair was in Two Towers, but you don't really realize how different it is until you're like at this point in the Mm -hmm. movie. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, what an emotional journey this episode has been. Seriously, I know we were hoping to get to more of the Battle of Pelennor Fields in this episode, but we will talk about it in the next episode. So stay tuned for that. (laughs) I was not expecting to get emotional today. So let's just uh, wait until that next episode where I'm sure both of us will get a little teary-eyed.
1: We definitely cried watching it. So we can only imagine- (laughs) Yep, sobbing, mm-hmm. just just tears streaming down my face. Texting Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good though, and this is where I say that Two Towers is my favorite movie. But watching Return of the King again, ah, it's so good. Like there's a reason why it won Best Picture.
0: Yes, I think, and we can get into this next episode, or yeah, next week, but. the moments that actually made me like feel something this strongly have only ever happened in this movie so I think that says a lot Yeah,
1: I know I can't wait to talk about
0: oh the ride
1: of the Rohirrim
0: yes so much
1: more in our next episode
0: Well, thank you everybody for listening to this. Um, If you like what you're hearing, please go give us a follow at Hobbits at Heart Podcast on Instagram. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, you can give us a little rating. Yeah,
1: we appreciate everyone who's been listening so far. And we hope that you're having as much fun as we are because... This is just one of my favorite parts of my week is when I get to record
0: with Kelsey. I agree. This podcast just like brightens my day and it makes me so happy when other people reach out saying that it brightens their day. Um, So we're just happy to do this and uh, include other people who love what we're talking about. So again, thanks, Lindsay, for recording. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You've been listening to Hobbits at Heart. Tune in next week. Bye. Bye.